Ladies and gentlemen, this is Subliminal Message Studios, and I'm your host, Leonardo. You can find me on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, almost any social media platform that is on the internet today. That is, of course, except for TikTok and Twitter, because fuck TikTok, and I got banned off of Twitter, so fuck Twitter, too. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's cover the world news. Let's ride. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of great things happening and a lot of downing things happening and going on. But nevertheless, we have a lot of stuff to cover. So let's just jump right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, as promised, this will be the second um, half of our um, uh, half of our um, news, which we will cover the world news. And um, uh, just touching based on American news. But we have a lot of things that are uh, I really, really want to um Let's just say I really, really want to make sure I cover in detail. Now, um, uh, first starting off, governors say they told Biden U.S. needs to move away from the pandemic. A White House meeting. Now, a bipartisan group of governors told President Joe Biden, that is uh, uh, President Sleepy uh, Poopy Pants, that the country needs to move away from the pandemic, Arkansas Governor uh, Hitchison said at the White House Monday. Now, there's a number of areas that we are all in formal agreement about, he goes on to quote, and um, told the reporters outside of the West Wing, we asked the president to help us clear guidelines on how we can return to a greater state of normality. Uh, uh, well, the answer to that is it's not up to Poopy Sleepiness because he doesn't even know where he's at. It's more or less uh, just straight up to the elites that are controlling um, Pfizer, uh, the uh, Silicon Valley, which all have a very good foothold within our uh, uh, governmental institutions. Now, I always want you to keep them in mind. Now, um, the U.S. Daily has reported the average case of uh, uh, the average case of five hundred average uh, five hundred thousand average more than a thousand a thousand deaths per day. Now, this is according to the uh, U.S. Centers for Disease, uh, the CDC, I should say, just to cut it short. Uh, now, um, that, as we know, always is totally inflated. They're not counting the fact that they count a COVID death as if someone has COVID and he gets ran over by a train that's a COVID death now um a reporter Hutchison now the U.S. could move away from the pandemic with COVID hospitalizations were at an all-time high now obviously you can't move away from a virus that's still there you can't control that he said bad the people are striving for more normal life oh hey we can't see I love how it's just all well because the cases are up so much you know what I'm saying the case are the cases are up way too much, and um, all you slaves just need to deal with that. Um, now, uh, moving forward, um, now during remarks at a White House meeting with the National uh, Governors Association earlier Monday, the president said that U.S. still has a lot progress has a lot of progress to make a tamping down of COVID nineteen before a return to normal life. What he's really trying to say is it's never going to go back to normal until we, as a people, decide to take it back to normal. Um, the president's view is that right now we still need to keep our heads down and stay at it to fight what is still, you know, 
surging in parts of the country, man. <laughs> but we do have the tools to get a point where it does not disrupt our daily, uh, daily lives, uh, Chucky said. I mean, uh, Saki, um, my bad. Now, uh, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, a Democrat who also attended the meeting, added there was a lot of good discussion about what does the road from pandemic to end endemic look like. Now, how do we uh, keep score? Now, um, we sent you a whole hell of a lot of money, the president said, and we're going to send you more if you keep using it as well as you have. Oh, well, that's now that's just President Biden saying that we are going to he's going to keep on inflating the market. When, and then President Biden just right out of his mouth, he he just said it. We're going to I, I, we're going to send you more if you keep using it. Well, never mind inflation. Never mind that milk is almost fucking five dollars now. Never mind that gas is almost just just literally skyrocketed overnight. I don't know if you woke up this morning, but look at the gas prices now. Shot straight up. Thanks, President Biden. Now, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris renewed her push for voting rights legislation, telling the group that regardless of who we voted for in the last election, we all as leaders of our nation understand the importance of ensuring that all people who are eligible to vote have an ability and a meaningful ability to vote and successfully to the ballot. Now, so what I ask in this coming year, we work together to ensure that all Americans who are eligible to vote actually meaningful access the ballot can vote. Um, uh, Kamala uh, Stupid Harris went on to saying. Now, of course, what she means is we uh, we want to make sure that all the illegal immigrants that we just recently brought in here that we're going to give citizenship to. We want to make sure that he. Um, uh, they are, I shouldn't say he, uh, they all have uh, the right to vote. That's what Kamala Harris is saying. Oh, and, oh, and uh, of course, she listened to Tupac back in her day. Keep that in mind. She's so cool. You know, and, um, you know, while Kamala Harris and while they're pushing this, um, you know, uh, spe uh, you know, speaking of um, uh, far, far, uh, far, um, far out there. I don't know if you guys heard, but the uh, uh, mass killer uh, Bravaksky's parole hearing uh, began on Tuesday in Norway. Now, he opened up, uh, um, he opened up by entering into the courtroom and um, basically waving Hail Hitler. And I love how the entire courtroom was completely complicit in it. Like, they didn't even say a word to him. They were just like, yeah, I mean, we're down, bro. Hail Hitler. We don't even care that you killed 77 people on Norway's worst peacetime atrocity in July 2011. Now, he killed eight with a car bomb in Ulsa and then gunned down 69, most of them teenagers at a, a laborer party at a youth camp. That was kind of an island that he went to, and uh, he went there and started opening fire on people. Uh, now, um, the tell him, uh, the tell him, uh, the tell him court and school in southwest of the capital where Breivik is serving his sentence will begin, the, uh, will begin hearing the case on Tuesday after also state prosecutors offers office last year rejected Bravowski's application for early release. Our position is that it's necessary with the confinement to protect society. The prosecutor in charge, um, Holda, uh, uh, Holda Karslater, I'm completely butchering, uh, butchering that name. Um, proceeding will take place over a maximum of four days in a makeshift courtroom inside Skeen Prison, with a decision expected about a week later. If he, if his request for a release is denied, Bravaki, uh, Breviki, who has changed his legal name to F.J. Uh, Fochatov Hansen, Froff Hansen. Froff Hansen 
you know, whatever, you know what I mean, can apply for a new probation hearing in a year's time. Uh, Brijevic uh, uh, lost a human rights case in 2017 when an appeals court overturned the decision of a lower court that is near isolation in a three-room cell was inhumane. The European Court of Human Rights rejected a subs uh, subsequent appeal. Some have raised concern that he will use this week's court appearance to voice anti-Muslim uh, sentiments. That will become apparent during the process what he will really want to achieve, uh, Boyevich's lawyer, or Stan Storovic, told Reuters. Now, um, like I said, I, I thought it was crazy. This guy literally um, entered in the courtroom, and the first thing he did is straight up, Hail Hitler! Like he 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 did the um, uh, Hitler sign and everything. I thought that was, and not to mention, you know what else is uh, funny is Norway only has a ten year span, a ten year prison sentence. So even if he doesn't get released next week, then he's gonna get released here soon because Norway is a bunch of pussies and they don't believe in actually incarcerating people that will indubitably kill more people as soon as he gets out. Now, um, just moving forward, I thought I, I, I saw that, and, um, you know, um, I, I know how we need to pay attention to those things. You know what I mean? We need to pay attention to even how that country is letting out a mass murder and where that mass murder might go. You know, if he does get released... Are they gonna make sure that he uh, make sure that he gets out of Norway? Where is he gonna go? Is he gonna come to America? Those are all certain things that we might want to pay attention to, and we also might want to look into just in case, because those type of things are not far stretched. Just like it's not far stretched that the North Charleston Police Department to participate in Department of Justice training program. I shit you not. Listen to this, guys. North Charleston Police Departments have been selected to participate in the U.S. Department of Justice and uh, the National uh, and I'm sorry and the National Public Safety Partnership Program now um, uh, they say the program provides intensive training and technical assistance from DOJ in the following categories gun violence criminal justice collaboration investigations constitutional policy Community engagement, federal partnerships, crime analysts, and technology. Now, um, that sounds phenomenal, except when we find out um, that the public safety program takes a unique approach to enhancing police departments by using data-driven analysts to maximize local resources and identify where federal assets are most effective. Meaning that this, um, um, uh, they're, they're, Data-driven analysts can be um, only driven towards specific, specific people, specific groups. What is that? You know, and, and what groups are they um, um, analyzing, or what groups are they mainly going after? I should say, you know what I mean? Because that's 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 just as important, right? You know, what groups What groups have, have you deemed the most dangerous? Well, if it's coming from the DOJ, they've already straight out said, well, the group, main groups that we deem the most dangerous are gun owners, Christians, the unvaccinated now, you know what I mean? Um, uh, any, anyone that does not agree with the government as it stands right now. But anywho, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will move forward um, with this because um, I think we covered this uh, a little bit. Now, um, just actually, you know what? Let, let's move on with this. All right. Now, um, uh, my, my bad. I keep on changing. Flip flopping. Flip flopping. My bad. Now, although it's worked, the program also hopes to advance civil rights and access to justice, support crime, support 
crime victims and build a relationship between law enforcement and the community, according to a press release. Now, I want you to, uh, uh, I want you guys to pay attention to when that, uh, when when they say through this work, the program also hopes to advance civil rights and access to justice, support crime victims, and build a relationship between law enforcement and the community. Um, that should, uh, that, now, the reason being, that should really, really, uh, uh, that should make everyone think when they say uh, advanced civil rights, advanced civil rights, um, and when they mention gun violence, criminal justice, co- collaboration, they never really say if, are you going to be releasing perhaps uh, crim- you know, criminals that shoot cops and they get released on bail, kind of like what happened to the teenager out in New York that shot a cop, you know what I mean, and they got released on bail. I'm sure he'll make a song about that one, and everyone will sit there and be bobbing their heads to it, furthering, furthering the idea that killing a cop is, is, this, new, is this new kind of... Um, thing to do. It's this new trendy cool thing to do. This is fucking ridiculous. But um uh I do think that's very, very interesting on how they're how they're saying, oh this program we hope it advances civil rights and access to justice support crime victims. You know, um uh, there's there's that right there is uh um, you know it's uh it's it uh it, it just you know what I mean um anyways now um tucked among the explosive and guns investigators found in the possession in the possession of an accused militant killed by police in 2020 were several instruction manuals penned by someone named Christopher Arthur now the author they described a 38 year old owner of a North Carolina business teaching wartime defense tactics now um author not only trained the man who died in an hours-long police standoff but also gave him the blueprints for making and using bombs with intent to kill members of law enforcement kind of like the way um, uh, the, uh, the CIA gave um, um, uh, the Nicaraguan soldiers the blueprint on how to overthrow their government but you know what I mean as soon as the civilians do it to teach them now I'm not saying uh, I just I, I'm not saying that if you know that they're going to, they're they're psycho and they're going to go out there and kill police, and it has nothing to do with actually um, uh, standing up for people, standing up for the Constitution. No, you probably shouldn't train that guy. Now I'm not saying that, so hear me out. Now, um, fur, uh, furring along with this, um, he was arrested on January twenty second. Now he had his first court appearance on Monday, January 31st, during which a judge granted the government's motion to unseal the case court documents. The defendants provided someone with training explosive devices, knowing that person intended to use that information to murder or attempt the murder of law enforcement. Now, U.S. Attorney Michael Easley said in a news release announcing that charges this type of behavior is criminal and is unacceptable and will be prosecuted to the full fullest extent. That is very, very, very dangerous to say because there are countless, countless militia groups that teach people how to defend themselves against the government because, once again, that is what the Second Amendment is about. So um, watch out for this, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to use this as a pretext to start shutting down um, training operations by U.S. militia members, training operations from even uh, from any, even legal legal groups that are owning um, gun ranges and they own their own club and stuff like that. And um, they're going to even go start going after those guys claiming that they are teaching them militant tactics. 
Now, um, let me just go on. The course dates to 2017, when the FBI was tipped off about someone organizing a militia group with plans to thwart the U.S. government, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of North Carolina. Um, now, total bullshit. They are already tracking most militias nowadays. Um, if, they, if they are not very, very tight-knitted, let's just say they, they're more than likely they're infiltrated by at least one um, federal agent of some different type of institution, like the um, Michigan Militia. They have um, known known uh, FBI informants in there, and um, I believe I believe uh, we are we what we have to understand as Americans is we are all part of the U.S. militia. You have a, a, literally an obligation and a duty to your state and your country. So if they call on you and tell you that you need to grab a gun and you need to be be with um, uh, and be with justice in your hand um, and use it to uh, and use it and know the laws too like you know and that doesn't mean grab your gear and oh yeah this is my time to shine justice for you know, I am the form of justice no 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 that, that is turning into vigilante justice no I mean if the state calls on you it is your duty to be loyal to be courageable to have courage and know that this is not about a civil war this is just about keeping the people safe. Now, as soon as you see, start seeing a mass, you know what I mean, someone with a gun that's shooting people undiscretionally, it is your right, it is your duty to take that motherfucker out. Now, um, just, you know, just moving forward with uh, uh, more on this case, that person whose prosecutors did not, did not identify was shot and killed on May 27, 2020 after a two-hour standoff with law enforcement in New York. Investigators subsequently searched his car where they found three improvised explosive devices or IEDs. A search of the man's home uncovered more IEDs, several guns, and multiple instruction manuals from a company called Tackleberry Solutions. Now, as part of the investigation, prosecutors said the FBI covertly requested a free PDF document from Tackleberry Solutions. After a short period of time, an email was received from author indicating that he had to keep parts of the information in the PDF off of the Internet since explosives were such a touchy topic. Now, then on May 5, 2021, author provided training to an individual that included instruction on how to place IDs on their property using remote, active fire or remote activated firearms and evade arrest after killing members of law enforcement prosecutors said he also showed the person how to take how to make different companies components of ied which he gave to them at the end of the training very sorry now um, um investigators subsequently searched author's house and found multiple ieds an electric trigger a pistol suppressor bolt gunpowder and other explosive and a nine minute video posted in november author said he started tackleberry solutions after his second deployment in iraq because he thought the u.s was suffering from the very same disease that the Iraqis were plagued by, and that and that was tribalism. He said he created the training series to help people defend their communities against any type of invading force or gang or tyrannical government. I really did, did it at the time know that it was 100% we were going to face, author said in the video. I now see the closer we are to it that we literally going to face all three. 
Now, the website describes Taco Bay Solutions as both an educational company that teaches wartime military tactics for home defense and a breeder of Doberman uh, Pinchers. Authors listed as the CEO and primary instructor as part of the training. He encourages individuals to prepare for the worst, most likely, most unlikely thing that could possibly happen with as many technical difficulties that you can think of. For example, the website states a mob of armed protesters surround your home and try to attack your family. The 911 system is overloaded, your phone is broken, your car isn't working, one of your children is shot from a stray bullet, and your wife is going into labor. The website also instructs individuals to vote in a sheriff that is willing to work with local militia. Author's next court appearance is scheduled for, uh, February 4th when a judge will decide whether he should remain in custody. Now it's pending trial. Now if he is con convicted, he'll face up to 20 years and a fine of $250,000, prosecutors are saying. Um, the problem now, the problem with this is he is not breaking any kind of law. And I want to make that clear to everyone right now. He is not breaking any kind of law. Everything he was doing, and he, and not to mention he's a veteran, um, everything he's doing completely is legal and lawful. Now, the problem being, was he giving that information knowably to people that want to actively start a civil war or start comes some, some type of war? with the police that is a that is he'll have to take that up with god the problem with prosecuting him is they're going to use this to establish different forms of legislation throughout the united states to go after gun ranges legal gun ranges to go after legal u.s militias that are tight-knit that won't that don't that do not encourage a civil war but they want to be trained they want to be in, informed and they want to be ready if they are called upon by the state. You see what I'm saying? And they're going to use they're going to use this prosecution as a very, very big foothold. And we need to this is one of the things that I wanted to pay attention to, because this is very, very, very important whether or not they they are uh, they get to prosecute this person. Now, um, author did not re immediately respond to a request for comment sent to his company email address and his defense attorney declined to comment in a statement to uh, Cloud Cheating's News. The case dates to 2018, like I was saying. Now, um, author not only trained the man who died in an hours-long police standoff, but also gave him the blueprints for making and using bombs with the intent to kill members of law enforcement. Now, they're, uh, they're also adding, uh, adding that in. The cops are adding a lot of this, uh, a lot, a lot of these, um, how do you say um, they're assuming quite a lot now um, was this person did this person openly say they're going to use this to kill law enforcement yes but does should they prosecute Arthur or, or, or and in other words the real, his real name is not disclosed yet should they prosecute him for training him no because let's face facts how did how did um Okay, so how how did how did the um uh um I'm sorry how did the uh, the Pentagon bomber or or the um or uh, uh Timothy McVeigh how did he get his training? He got his training from FBI uh, from the FBI, the military, and law enforcement. Most of most of the most most people that do these kind of things are going to have some type of training. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. That's the reality of it. That's that, that's the common sense of it. They're gonna have some some type of training. No one gets into a basketball game if they've never played basketball, do they? 
No one gets into a football game if they've never played football. You have to get yourself some, get yourself some type of training, get yourself some type of um, experience and what you're going to go into. The point I am being is if we let them prosecute this man, they're going to use that as a pretext to start going after legal gun ranges that have gun clubs that are legal. But they're going to use them to go after them, calling them a radical right-wing militia group. And this isn't a game, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to do it. No, don't think they won't. You know what I mean? It's 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 a uh, it's it's serious. It's just as serious as the left wingers uh, uh, publishing books that are saying abolish the police for peace. That's right. Uh, Derek uh, Purnell's book, Becoming Abolishness, uh, Becoming Abolin, uh, Becoming an Abolishness, which looks at how cops bolster mechanics of repressive state power, argues that a truthful, free society is rooted in constant and cooperate and consistent and cooperation. Now the police are uh, contradiction. This is uh, this is um, how, how she's going about her um, ideology. Listen to this, guys. This is how far it is, and this is a top. And this is becoming a, a top-selling book, by the way. Um, uh, listen to this. The police are a contradiction. On the one hand, government's detective shows on television and cops themselves claim that they protect the innocent from predators and criminals. On the other, we are confronted with consistent news police misconduct. In South Africa, police officers have massacred minors, killing children, and assaulted unarmed, unarmed demonstrators. An officer has been recorded dragging a naked man out of a shack. Some have been caught selling guns to gangs. Others reportedly act carelessly to victims of sexual abuse. But as American lawyer and campaigner Derek Pronell points out in her new book, Become an Abolitionist, Police Protests and the Pursuit of Freedom Penguin in 2021, rather than restraining police violence and enduring accountability reform efforts, often legitimate state abuses. When the Minneapolis police publicly killed Judge Floyd in 2020, the chokehold the officer used was the so-called non-lethal form of crowd control. Because he was high as hell off of PCP, um, the the coroner literally, legit, literally, literally, what is on his death certificate is he died of a drug overdose. He was high as shit off of PCP. Now, did the officer's uh, choking have something to do with his death? That's that's so up for debate. Excuse me. Now. Um, the voices coming out of the wave of protests and rioting across the United States, sparked by Floyd's brazen murder, yeah, right, went beyond calls for individual justice, demonstrated one of the police defunded and even abolished in that country, saying that the problem is not individual bad apples or poor training, but the entire police institution, along with the linked criminal justice and prison systems. Now, um... Pernow recounts attending schools where the police were used to remind the impoverished that they have seen as dangerous and de despised underclass. She watched as friends and classmates got involved in the drug trade to survive, locking them into a circle of violence in prison. She writes about how military recruitment officers take advantage of the lack of opportunities for working class people who then become a part of the armed forces fighting imperial wars. The book also explores on how her own life has been haunted by violence. She was stalked by an ex-boyfriend and her younger sister's boyfriend was murdered. Now, news per, uh, uh, Purnell's talents took her to Harvard Law School while working on campaigns against police violence. She first encountered abolish, uh, abolish, uh, abolishing 
the idea that police and prisons are not mechanisms for social safety, but rather reproduce class, racial, and gender hierarchies. Um, total bullshit, by the way. She initially treated this with skepticism, seeing it as a slogan that failed to address the real harms and dangers people face daily. If you abolish the police, no matter how compromised or inadequate it is, who would you call when faced with theft, assault, or murder? But along with her journey as a scholar and social activist, she developed a different perspective. Police reform, even when it is well-intentioned, is often used as a public relations tool. In the early 2010s, the Black Lives Matter movement organized against racially police killings, forcing the government to adapt a new language of inclusivity, inclusivity and community policing. But rather than stopping arbitrary state murders, these reforms merely amounted to more black officers using the same tactics as their white counterparts. This is how far um, um, we're taking this, by the way. You know what I'm saying? It's not that, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's not even that, um, it's not even the police anymore. We just need to get rid of the criminal justice system altogether, right? Because it's it's all it's all it's all it's all our fault. You know, it's 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 literally all our fault, right? Purnell's attitude to the criminal justice system was further complicated by working as a public defender for a legal rights clinic. There, she met clients who had attacked people and stolen from them, who were often sexist and xenophobic. But they were also victims of the system. I'm sure whatever, but they were also victims of the system. I'm sure whatever landed them in court likely arose from material, economic, and social-political causes and related to their behavior towards me and others. That did not mean I had to accept or tolerate it. I rejected it, but I also rejected the powers that the police, prosecutors, probation officers, and judges had over them. Now, such experiments, along with traveling to countries like South Africa during the height of the fees, must fall protests made her gravitate to movements against mass incarceration and police violence, which seemed designated to uphold poverty and power more than to make society safe. This is evident in the problem of domestic violence. When the police intervene, their only option is to use violence against the perpetrators. But research shows, she says, but research shows, she says, there are more effective ways to protect people, such as increasing economic Inter, uh, interdependence and educating men so they reject toxic patriarchal indoctrination, right? Um, everything that is coming out of her mouth, she is so polluted within her mind, she has no idea what she's even talking about. And I love how she's saying the police um, have uh, quote-unquote uh, used different terms and uh, some of their black counterparts are using the same uh, tactics that their white counterparts are saying and, uh, that, uh, uh, that their white counterparts are using. But her herself is using new, like, you know, patriarchal, indo uh, patriarchal indoctrination. A new term sounds new, at least, but it was used back in the uh, back in um, the back in 1927 when the Nazis first um, uh, when the first were producing legislation to enslave and um, uh, lock up the Jews. Just new terminology. That's all this is. And I love how she's doing the same thing that she's accusing of someone else of doing. Now. Um, she goes on by saying, along with the recent text such as A World Without Police, How Strong Communities Make Cops Obsolete by Geo Mayer and uh, Zender Stoneman, Can We Be Safe? The Future of Policing in South Africa. And this is in 2021. This book suggests that a free society is rooted in peace building, consent and cooperation as opposed to the rule of a gun and the jackboot. The idea is behind abolition, uh, uh, abolition, which addresses questions of harm reduction, conflict resolution, self-defense and protection against the 
state and social violence are a shifting horizon and an emancipation ideal towards which to work towards. This will become more important in the years ahead as a democratic and egolitionary alternatives for a viable and peaceful society work to erode the kleptic, uh, the klepto kleptocratic power systems that wreck the planet and diminish humanity and this is especially urgent in South Africa she says where a culture of capital accumulation and dirty politics create a cycle of violence which the police only add now I, I think it's completely I think it's funny as hell how she's not including why South Africa is in those kind of uh, pretenses why South Africa is the way it is. Of course, it has nothing to do with um, greed and the Federal Reserve and the elites that are actually ruling that class of people. She cares nothing about talking about them. She cares nothing about talking about the uh, the fact that the police in South Africa were just newly erected from the uh, newly elected from the new regime that is actually a dictatorship. But. Okay, and not even only that. See, this is the type of articles I really wanted to get into detail with, and so you can see their types of minds and how and how they they use spelling to completely, completely convince you that oh, this isn't about um uh, um this is about we need to get rid of police institutions, we need to get rid of prison institutions because this feeds into the supposed hierarchy. No. But what are you going to do when you have people that do truly want to hurt you? She's, she's, I, I love how there are these type of books are coming out and they're talking about peace and community building. But what they produce is anything but that. What they produce is pedophiles get out of jail early. Then they go off to, then they go into the military. What we see is ex-convicts that have been, sh that have shot almost four cops in their lifetime and now they're going off to the military. Just happened just happened two months ago out in Wisconsin. What we're seeing is their ideology is nothing is so far from a peace building community. Not to mention, how are you going to um, police this community with while building your community without a firearm? They this everything their their whole type of ideology is assuming there is no guns, right? Well, assuming that everyone in your uh, community is a good person but what, what what we have learned is it takes the ideology of spreading faith it what we have truly learned is it takes the ideology of spreading freedom freedom it takes the ideology of saying that you can be a free individual you can believe in what you want as long as you're not hurting people and that also leads back to what, what else we have seen we have seen the fact that well that's not always the case is it so, um, you know, and, the, and these books honestly are just uh, amazing, amazing to uh, see, uh, amazing to read because then you can dip into uh, um, the, the democratic mind and really, really get a feel for what they are trying to accomplish. Now, moving forward. Now, six charged with some uh, six charged with smuggling weapons, ammo to violent Mexico, Mexican drug cartel. Here we go, people. Just like I said. Six people have been charged in connection with providing one of Mexico's most dangerous and violent drug cartels with high-powered firearms and ammunition, including 50 caliber armor-piercing bullets. Now, this is uh, said once said by the Justice Department, but we all know how much we can um, how much we can trust the Justice Department, right? Right, because you haven't lied about um, putting FBI provocatives and actually have, having FBI FBI start the riot at 
the um, Capitol in Washington, D.C., but <clears throat> we'll forget about that. <clears throat> Operation Fast and Fierce. <clears throat> Anyways, working with the cartels. <clears throat> Turn the blind eye to the pharmaceutical companies that are literally giving money and and actually um, donating to the cartels. <clears throat> My bad. Now, Marco Antonio Santavillan Valencio, 51, a Los Angeles area resident, led the gun trafficking organization and funded the weapons and ammo purchases for the Giulio Nevio Genocero cartel with drug proceeds, authorities are saying. Now, a federal indictment named Centennial, along with his son Marco Centennial Jr., 29, of Pernia, Nevada, Anthony Margidio, Argidio, um, 30 Marquela Diaz, uh, 30 Luis, uh, Luis D. Arcuis, and Rafael Marginio Costello, 34, all California are residents. Now, um, they are charged with violating exports laws with smuggling weapons and attempted smuggling. This case alleges a scheme to provide military-grade firepower to a major drug trafficking organization that commits unspeakable acts of violence in Mexico to further its goal of flooding the United States with dangerous and deadly narcotics. This is what was said by U.S. Attorney Tracy Wilkinson. But we all know, even Tracy Wilkinson knows that um, we're directly funding the cartels. Actually, it's directly come out that the CIA is the ones that have been actually, uh, that they are the ones that actually operate the cartels. But we'll turn a blind eye to that, won't we? Now, federal, federal prosecutors allege that the suspects obtained the firearms in Oregon and Nevada and consulted. Consolidated the shipments before sending them to Mexico. They also allegedly purchased ammunition from various states to be to be delivered to a stash house in Nevada. They also allegedly purchased thousands of rounds of 50 caliber armor piercing rounds in Arizona to conceal the purchases. Sometimes they anonymously ordered pallets of bullets. Authorities said the scheme began in March 2020 and operated for a year. Now, um, on May 26, 2020, Centennial Jr. allegedly informed someone on a Facebook message that members of a of the Michanos cartel referred to Nemesio Orsega Carbentias, who leads who leads the feared CJNG cartel, were buying everything. Later that day, he sent a video of himself holding a stack of $100 bills, saying the sale of a firearms to the CNG was profitable. Now, um, during that operation, authorities seized six assault rifles, more than 250,000 rounds of assault rifle ammunition, and more than 300,000 in weapon parts and kits to assemble miniguns. Those weapons compromised six barrel rotarian machine, uh, machine guns capable of firing up to 6,000 rounds per minute, prosecutors said. Damn, these mother, those motherfuckers are really trying to get to war. But I also want to include that, um, the reason why I'm touching base with this article is because this um, this this affirms everything. Uh, just some of the things that I, I have been talking about and how the cartels are arming up right now, and they're not just arming themselves up right now; they're arming themselves up and arming gangs in America up. Because once again, they're being paid through George Soros to stop the fighting amongst each other and to start a war with the police. All right, this is a very hard reality. This is a conspiracy theory. Even George Soros has openly, openly come out and said, uh, openly come out and said it. I've covered the video. I've put it out there. I've even covered it on all, all on my on, on my po- on a podcast on my local podcast just uh, just a couple weeks ago. And I advise you to actually listen to the video of him directly saying that. All right, it's this shit isn't a game. This stuff is serious. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> and and it goes even further than that. You guys don't understand. You see, the cartels are working with Al Qaeda too, and and who is Al Qaeda run by? The CIA. 
right? Listen to this, guys. Shipping firm suspends activity in Brazil after being used by Kenehayan-linked super cartel. The firm told Brazilian media and trade assets criminal actions have victimized the company, right? Customers and partners are threatening its operation. Now, the world's biggest shipping, comp- shipping company has stopped and land-based operations in Brazil. Now, what do we know about what's going on in Brazil? The big mass migration, the army, the big mass migration of troops that are all Al-Qaeda troops that are training civilians out in Brazil. Listen to this, guys. Um, land-based operations in Brazil. As drug gangs attempt to use shipments to smuggle cocaine, the Mediterranean Shipping Company has suspended some of its activities in Brazil where criminal gangs have targeted shipment, uh, shipping containers bound for European ports. The firm told Brazilian media and trade outlets criminal actions have victimized the company, customers, and partners, and are threatening its operations. Now, one of their shipments, the MCA Gan, had been used in 2019 in a plot to ship a massive 20 tons of cocaine to a European, which has been linked to the kind of high-end super cartel. The firm had to pay a multi-million dollar surety bond to have the ship released a month after it was seized by the U.S. authorities. Get this, guys. Seven members of the crew have since been convicted of their roles in the plot, which involves speedboats delivering bale of cocaine to ship off the coast of Peru. The $1.5 billion worth of cocaine is the largest in the history of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency and accounted for 70% rise in cocaine seizures in the, count- in the country last year. Or a uh, country that year. Now I'm going to re- I'm going to say that again, all right? The 1.5 billion worth of cocaine is the largest in history of the US Customs and Border Protection Agency and accounted for 70% rise in cocaine seizures in the country that year. This is the biggest shipping company in Brazil. This is how far it's going. This is why I'm, this is ladies and gentlemen, this is this is, I'm, I'm trying to connect the dots for you right now, okay? Listen to this, all right? Now, in the latest move by the shipping company highlights the cocaine gangs focused on getting more cocaine into Europe. Durr. Now, um, authorities in Belgium and in the Netherlands have been battling the narco gangs in operations and infiltration ports and shipping companies. Actually, they've been doing the exact opposite because it turns out that police and uh, judges within Belgium and, Nor- and, and the Netherlands are getting paid off to actually allow these shipments of cocaine to be distributed through their countries. Now, uh, it goes on even further. Listen to me. Daniel uh, Kayan has previously been linked to drug shipments from South America and as well as assets based in Brazil. The Drug Enforcement Agency said nationwide cocaine seizures in 2019 surged 70, 70% compared to 2018 to 45 241,000 kilos from 26,585 kilos as a result of this seizure. Guys, the increase is primarily attributed to the record seizure of 17,928 kilograms from cargo containers of the MSC Gan of Philadelphia destined for in Philadelphia destined for Antwerp, Belgium. The DEA previously compiled a doser on the European gangs cooperating to organize supersized cocaine shipments to Europe. 
This included many of Daniel Cahayan's wedding guests, such as Dutch criminal currently on trial, Rodrigo Cataya, and recently convicted Ricardo Requiem Viga, a.k.a. El Rico. Wedding guest Italian Camara boss Rafael Imperial and Eddie Guerrero as a senior member of the Montegro, Tito, and Dino cartel were also named by the DEA as part of the same conglomerate. Now, um, I love how they're also, uh, this is where it gets really, 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 really spooky. This is kind of where it gets um, like, wait, what? The DEA also included that some uh, pharmaceutical companies operating in Europe that had, sorry, let me reiterate. Um, the DEA also concluded that some pharma, some pharmaceutical companies, which have which will not be named as of this time, are an operation or might have been an operation with the cartels or with the uh, or with um, uh, the um, uh, biggest ship uh, or with Brazil's uh, or with Brazil's shipping company that is land based in operation in Brazil. Boom. So fucking crazy. Now, they're saying they're not going to name the pharmaceutical companies that may have been involved, may or may have not been involved in these uh, these uh, the shipments of cocaine and all this and that. Maybe because they don't have the um, information on them. I have no idea. But what I do know, what I do know is whatever... Um, uh, pharmaceutical companies that may or may not have been involved they're not just some low-end pharmaceutical companies 1.5 billion dollars worth of cocaine no small little pharmaceutical companies are going to be a part of that this is big business and ladies and gentlemen you are not part of the club okay now, Mexican Army troops attacked by pro cartel residents. That's right. Apparently, um, see, uh, uh, there's parts of uh, Mexico that just that that love the cartels. And um, when the Mexican Army comes across there, because they've killed dozens of uh, innocent civilians, they have just recently just started uh, just started just uh, shooting at them now. Now, <laughs> um, uh, 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 this which is go which goes back to why I'm why which is why I'm I'm saying you see they're getting training they're getting training by Al Qaeda getting training by the CIA ran Al-Qaeda, ladies and gentlemen. Now, uh, there is one more article I want to get to um, that brings us kind of to the lighter side of things that I thought um, that weren't funny, but I just thought were just completely just fucking redundant. How about we take a quick little uh, break and then we will get back to it, ladies and gentlemen, as promised. There is so much more that we have to get to and just as I just stated, I will try my hardest to touch base on everything. However, um, those that is so finite. All right, the process. If we let the if we let the uh, the U.S. prosecution go through with Arthur, I am guaranteeing you right now. I am calling it right now that they will use that prosecution to go after gun clubs and gun ranges. All across, all across the United States. The same thing when it goes with this article. This article is just one little piece of the grand puzzle that I am trying to explain to you, ladies and gentlemen, because this shit's real. All right? This shit is real. Do not think it's not. It's real. And it gets deep. Like nice and deep black. All right? <laughs> now let's go to a break, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Lots of war around the world to ease my trouble. 
gentlemen this is subliminal message studios and i am your host leonardo and we have a fugitive that uh escaped from prison and then went and got murdered by the cartel uh-huh. and before they murdered him of course the cartel contacted the family members and said give me money or we kill him okay you don't have no money about put away. He's already dead. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm actually, I'm not kidding. I'm being uh, dead serious. Listen to this, guys. This is in Knoxville, Tennessee. After, after an escapee from an East Tennessee jail was found dead in Mexico, Roanoke County Sheriff Jack Stockson said the escapee's family was contacted by someone believed to be a member of a drug cartel who demanded ransom in exchange for the return of his body. Does that sound anything like what the fucking, uh, um, you know, Allah, you know, does <laughs> that sound anything like what the Dirk, Durker Durkers would do? Excuse me. Um, no pun either. No pun. No pun. Uh, 
But um, listen to this, guys. Now, uh, Charles Kennedy, 35, had been on the run since July after he escaped from the Fentress County Jail before the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation announced January 24th he had been found dead in Iguilao Guerrero in Mexico, about three hours southwest of Mexico City. Kennedy and an inmate, this is where it gets interesting, Casey Redonald, took a correction officer's car after escaping the jail and drove at speeds of 130 miles per hour before stopping in Jamestown to run on foot, where Dornar was captured the next day while Kennedy remained at large. Well, that was your first problem, dog. They didn't want your white ass. They wanted Red Dornar. <laughs> Rowan County Sheriff Jack Stockster told Watt that someone from Mexico believed to be a member of drug cartel sent a video of Kennedy's body to his family asking for money in exchange for his return. Now, Roan uh, County, uh, County District Attorney Russell Johnson confirmed that Kennedy's body is in a morgue in Mexico at this time. Stockton said he was told the U.S. Marshal Service is working with the American Embassy in Mexico and Mexican authorities to return Kennedy's body in the U.S. Man, I can't, you know, I can't imagine, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, him getting out of jail and him thinking to himself, you know what I mean? I've escaped. I'm home free. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then he gets like used for like ransom and shit like that. They probably kill. They probably killed him because like you know what I mean. I, what are they gonna do? Send him back? You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. But that that I am not trying to make light of that subject. Um, uh, uh, I do. I did want to touch base on it because I do think it's very very important on how the drug cartels are literally literally now kidnapping kidnapping Americans. And asking for ransom. And where's the Biden administration? Where's even the Department of Justice? No, we're having the Mexican embassy do it for us. That's that's my that that is what I'm trying to say. I understand he's escapee. Whatever he was in jail for, is he was in jail for. I understand all that. You know what I mean? He'll pay his. I'm sure he's answered to God by now. And uh, all prayers to him and to his family, honestly, because either way, it is a dead human being. But what I'm trying to say is, it's it's fucking sickening. And how the Mexican embassy has to get the body back for the family. Now, where's the Department of Justice? Where's the Pentagon? Where's our military? Where's Poopy Biden? He's probably downstairs shitting his pants right uh, right now. And if he's not shitting his pants, his dog just been a Secret Service fucking agent. Now, this is uh, these. This is the principle of the matter, and these things matter to you and me more than you know. Because uh, what if it's you next time? What if it's you next time? What 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 is what what is our military going to do? Completely just cover up this, cover up the news, cover this whole incident up, and act like it's actually not an international, an international, uh, international fucking notice or an international. It's now, it hasn't become an international um, uh, account now. Like the cartels out in Mexico didn't just kill a Mexican, uh, 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 kidnap a Me uh, American. And they request ransom. That's no one cares. Well, what happens to you if it's you next time? That's what we need to. This, this is. I keep on getting mixed up in words, ladies and gentlemen. Very sorry. Get a little passionate. This is the problem because it is the principle in the matter of knowing that. Well, just because he's a detainee and he was on the run, the accountability of our US military even of our even of our even of the Biden administration towards this matter is scary as shit because what happens if it is you next time 
What happens if it's your little daughter? What happens if it's your little son? You can't go run to the U.S. military. They don't care. You have to settle things with the Mexican embassy. It's sick, ladies and gentlemen, and it's scary as shit. Now, ladies and gentlemen, um, let me. Uh, we will get back to our. Uh, we'll, uh, we're going to go on a short little break one more time, and then we will cover the rest of the news. Because Lord have mercy, there is so much more going on out in Ukraine now, out in Germany now. Now Latin America is just flat out saying the U.S. to the U.S. If Russia wants to come walk through our our whole, you know, our our continent, we don't care. We'll let them. As a matter of fact, we'll actually set up military roads for them. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Latin America has just uh, turned a blind eye, blind eye to us getting completely destroyed. And poopy pants Biden isn't making anything much less, you know, much, much better. You know what I mean? And all of this going on while the American people tell themselves um, we are doing so much better. Or why we shove critical race theory down our children's throat and make them wear a mask. You know, I wonder what I, I wonder what's going to happen if a war does break out. What are you going to tell you? What is the schools or the CDC? What is it going to tell your children then? Well, you can take off the mask now. There's a war going on. Go play, children. I, fuck, fuck, man. Jesus. I can't even do it anymore. Let's go on break.